0: Welcome to our podcast. What you're about to hear is 15 minutes after we started. This is because of the immaturity of Finn and Mitchell, and the fact that Callum, because of this immaturity, left the room three times and had a tantrum on the grass outside, which caused him to have hay fever. But aside from that, welcome. Listen well. So I'm here today with me. I'm Finn, or Finn Zabi, or Zabi, as my music teacher calls me. Master Richwood could also be a different name. Anyway. Nobody will
1: ever call him Master Richwood.
0: I get letters from the bank labeled Master Richwood. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and I also have Mitchell McDwyro. Hello. And Callum McKinniso. Hello. couldn't, no, okay. Anyway, we have some topics to talk to you about today. First of all, Finn. Good one.
2: <laughs> First
1: of all, Finn, you had an interesting experience. No, Finn, I don't want uh, to talk about it. You don't want to talk no, about it? I no. feel like sleeping. It's okay. <laughs> it's
3: okay, the
1: to right, go on. All right, um. Well, we have a topic to talk about, don't we? Yes, that's what I just said. Yes. Then let's talk about it. Okay. Okay.
2: So... <laughs>
0: lovely yeah. okay, little I would just it. like to, um... Mitchell? Yeah? Every time we start a new conversation, make that sound. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right.
1: So this... Current, this topic that we'd like to bring to your attention and discuss with you without your, contr- without your contribution, <clears throat> but we're still going to be discussing it with you, is those particular friends that you will... Inevitably have, inevitably, inevitably, and, not and friends in general. We can't them. guarantee you having friends, but if you have friends, you will, you will have these ones. You will have these ones. Well, it depends how many friends you have. No, th- you, if you even if you have one friend, they will be all of these friends in one. Okay, okay. personalities, Mitchell. So um, we're gonna start with one of the more annoying of them. What I sound that, noise? that was My phone on low battery. Oh, um, right. we're gonna start with perhaps the most annoying it is. The person who can't take a hint uh Finn elaborate go if you were to stick a hint
0: to these people (laughs) it would just fall off
3: not quite what I was looking for
1: (laughs) but far more effective Um, the people who can't take a hint the people who will happily carry on a conversation with you without your consent to even having that conversation
0: I mean, it's not a, not not as if we go around with like consent forms. Like, <laughs> can you please get your parents to sign this? I would <laughs> like to have a conversation with you. With you.
1: I mean, they. W- <laughs> well, I wonder if that would work though. Don't, no, because, because it'd yeah. take at least a day. Because you know when you have a conversation with someone and you can't tell if they're actually listening to you or whether they even want to be talking about with this with you? I think once you've
3: gone, fill out the consent form... Just walk away. If the they
0: walk after you, they want to have the conversation.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Then I probably I probably am this guy who can't take a hint. Because, anyway. Um, but basically, the, the person who will happily carry you on You t- can't take a hint, can yeah, you? I'm
0: looking at you, <laughs> and I'm in my mind, I'm imagining you just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet, you're, you just continue. <sighs> on, continue
3: to stay. You can't leave this. All right. I feel
1: like I'm being really...
0: We just... love you. It's okay. <laughs>
1: I'm touching his really thigh, st- and I feel like you guys try to tell me something. No, not, it's okay. Is this something you need to tell I me? Think I just Mitchell. Flip.
3: Yes, you <sighs> need to speak into the computer. <laughs> Hang no, on a
0: that's not no, no, don't do it. <laughs> 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 something don't will happen. Don't listen to the voices. <laughs> but but those voices though, I don't,
1: I, I don't even know how to take that. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder the person. The person who can't take a hint, as we all call them, are they actually unable to notice the hint, or are they just purposefully ignoring the hint because they want to continue doing what they're doing? I mean, it could be multiple things. They could be wanting to frustrate you,
0: Mm. or they could just be really excited about the topic. Like, can I just, um, when I was about seven, I got this big Lego submarine not stop talking about it it's all i would talk about i like i'd explain to people the reasons why i bought it over this other one and like what better features it has and i was like ah this kid (laughs)
1: this kid and i know that i've certainly had the moments where i'll be talking to mitchell about um (laughs) and i'm pretty sure half the time in fact no pretty much 80 to 90 percent of the time what are you talking 80 to 90% of the time, he will wish I was not next to him talking about it, but I will continue oh, to talk see that? about that's it why, That's
0: why he hangs out with Miguel and Dunday.
3: <laughs> yeah, but don't do- do is an interesting game. Once it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting game. If
1: that's Hearing that from you is like... I'm trying to think of a good analogy that would prove just how little you mean that.
3: No, it's an <laughs> interesting game. I mean, i probably do the same to you whether it was TF2. I...
1: But I've played TF2. I, played I I was into TF2 at one point.
3: I played Dota. That's my kneecap, Finn. I've got like thirty mm. hours on Dota. Well, okay. 30 whole I'd say like hours. twenty were from your party and then I wasn't even playing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I played I play Faceless Void.
0: <laughs> um I was really loud for a minute there, sorry guys.
1: But um so yes, as I was saying, the person who I don't know they may be um British. They <laughs> may be British. <laughs> you never know. They could be Colombian. <laughs> they, could, they
3: could be anybody. They could be Mexican. You never know. They could not have a race, <laughs> they could, Raceless.
1: <laughs> they could be part Bolivian. Bolivian. I have a friend who's Bolivian.
0: What they could
1: be part. I'm Bolivian. Dog. They I'm could Bolivian. be part dog. It's unlikely. I have a, I'm but a friend they...
0: that's full dog. He
1: does not I also. Much. I have a sister who's full dog. <laughs> a sister yeah now this is
0: this is getting socially awkward <laughs> i mean the implications of having a sister well she's not my blood sister she's dog. more my
1: adopted sister
0: My parents are delusional
3: is, 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 is it not are you sure it's not your mother
1: no no, no there's a dog right mm. and my parents but this, formally but, adopted her
3: but could you can you adopt something as your mother no, not sure. Are you sure he didn't adopt her? Oh, I'm absolutely
1: certain I did not adopt my pet dog as my mother. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry!
0: <laughs> you just made it even worse by oh, shouting into it same... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we
3: anyway, both are
1: Anyway, what other people are there then? There's the, the guy who can't take a hint.
3: I've left the plan
0: else, in there? the other room.
1: There's. Did you. You didn't get the plan? No, I didn't grab the plan. I can't I didn't cross my mind when I stormed out of the room because I was so frustrated at you guys.
0: You talk about something, I'll go get
1: the plan. Well
3: Okay.
1: Mitchell, the guy who can't take a hint. Yeah. What do you find is the best strategy for dealing with them?
0: Um just walk away.
3: You. But that's just rude, you know, that's just Well, you. you.
0: Think about
3: it. I think I think it's just rude to say like, oh, you are bad. I think the best strategy is to hear them out for that one Mm. and the next time you try and not involve yourself in a conversation with them. (laughs) Or, I don't know, you just deal with it because...
1: I'd agree with the hearing hearing them out. I'd say I think the best strategy is to hear them out for a little bit and then when you think they've said enough that most people could be satisfied with you, say... I've had enough of this topic, how about we move on? And then you leave and go to Canada and you, like, set up a whole residency there and you never have to talk to them ever again. Ross.
3: <laughs> yeah, he likes to think he's Canadian. He
1: Shout out to, um, Rostifer, who thinks he's Canadian.
0: He is Canadian. He was born in that can Canada.
1: It makes him legally Canadian. Variety. Or Canadan. <laughs> There's no Canada like French Canada.
0: Yeah. Anyway, effects.
1: Oh, the f- the plan. Shout yeah. out to Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Mitchell, you're going to cause some serious noises with that.
0: What?
3: Sorry, it's personal. Mitchell <laughs>
1: Mitchell loves hitting the microphone stand. <laughs> no. I'm going to take it, Mitchell.
3: Jelly- All right. The jellyfish. Who
0: else was there?
1: There was well, I, I I put down the doing tell guy. I'm not
3: sure oh. what it means. <laughs> <laughs> the guy
1: The guy he will just constantly tell you what he's doing, whether it's through text, through social media. He he likes to tell you what he's what he's doing right now. What he's up to. What and you is, can either apply to, they're to him. beans. <laughs> I
3: didn't even know that before. What is what he's Sorry, can he... <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: There's there's two there's really two options you're presented with. You either reply with haha or LOL. You know, you just reply, ah that's that's funny, yeah. Or you don't reply at all, in which case, they continue to send more texts. Or if you do the other thing and reply, haha, they'll take that as encouragement and continue to send more texts.
3: Nobody text I've them. had
0: some quite successful friendships coming out of one, actually, of um, just spending long periods of time just texting someone, saying I'm doing this, and then I'm doing. At the time, it was interesting, though, because I was, like, playing fetch with my dog by constructing a mechanism which... Through my phone using a
1: rake. You see, that's interesting. But when they're telling you what they're doing, like. Hi Zoe. <laughs> More shout outs from Finn. We should have a section at the end of the podcast, which is just Finn telling. just giving a shout out to everybody he may have indirectly mentioned throughout the podcast. I think.
0: Uh, I know a that... guy
1: in a wheelchair. <laughs> Hey Ruben, <laughs> we'll put that on the um, ideas list for next podcast. I'm starting to realise that all these ideas for pe- of friends that you know, ah, uh, we don't have any real way of explaining them.
0: Bolivia is cool.
1: Yeah, hey, any any decent. Ex- <laughs> My goodness, I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> um, what about the? Oh, the the um the, that reminds me. I do this, I have to admit. I, I, I also safe. do this. Where you will tell them a story, or you'll tell them something, you know, you'll just be telling them something like, oh, I found this, or I was doing this. And their first reply is, that reminds me of da da da
0: da da. And when someone's really obsessed with something, like, say, the TV show Sherlock, they go, oh, that <laughs> reminds you of when uh eh, did uh, eh, and you go,
1: oh. Because you have <laughs> no. no idea what they're talking about. Or maybe you'll be saying, "I just found out about this. I had an idea for this," and they go, "You know, that's almost exactly like this." And you go, "I feel really put off now." Well,
3: I'd steal be put off. Yeah, exactly.
1: You, you you think you found something really cool, but in reality, it's it's already been done before. It reminds reminds them of something.
0: I guess that's like ninety eight percent of ideas ever. <laughs> because I mean, if you think of something, there are seven billion people in the world. And it's kind of like, someone's bound to, thought of that, to have thought of that before. They just haven't put it into
1: action. Well, the thing is, it's more along the lines of somebody's thought of that, but nobody's done it. But the way you're thinking of it is probably slightly different from what's already been done. Like, they'll go, oh, that reminds me of something. And you go, oh, well, it's already been done, even though your idea was slightly different. So if they hadn't brought your attention to something that was slightly different, but had already been done, then you would have, been, you know, you might have gone on and become an, a billionaire entrepreneur. But. They're just like, oh, no, that's that's very similar to this. And it's, oh, well, now, I don't feel as good about myself. Hmm. And as I said, we've all been guilty of this. Yeah. As we, as we all said, we've all been guilty of this at some point or another. Or like,
0: if you're really pissed off at someone and you're just trying to bring them down, like, no, it's been done before.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, they have, like, really good ideas. Like, no.
0: I'd also like to comment that um, preview for Mac takes a really long time to load
3: it's a massive mm. program it's mm. huge. It's like, it's just opening photos no it's massive it's so much bigger than like windows viewer on, <laughs> um,
0: I think it's actually crashed <laughs> I, it, mm. spinning beach ball or do oh. it's not a beach ball it is a it, beach ball you can tell it's not a beach ball <laughs> it's you definitely a beach ball meters. beach balls don't spin and keep the colours in the same way if you get what I mean anyway so there's the I have a better story guy mm. where you're in the middle of a story and then this guy just just no you cannot story it's my story and he I do this I actually do this a lot hang on
1: I do this a lot as well
0: when someone is telling a story and then I butt in and start telling it for them
1: Oh, that's, Th- that's that's different. Sort of, yeah, that's sort of different though. That's when you different, when you know the I story they're telling, and you think I can tell that better, mm. or e- or even just I know that I'd I'd like to tell it. Yes, it's just no, that that's kind of different, and that that's kind of like they'll feel buttered out at first, but it's not a what's this? It's not a huge problem. That's an interesting what the heck, gif. <laughs>
0: um. Just keep
1: going but the, the, I've got a better story guy, is the, you know, you're, you're telling a story, and that story will just remind them of a similar story that they've heard somewhere, or of their friend who did something better, or of the time they did something better, and I, I, I do this a lot, um, I know people who do it a lot, where, it's just, you're just reminded of something that's better than them, because you are so superior to them, and they just suck. You know and so you deserve to tell a better story (laughs) but yeah that's um uh while our tech guy is muddling around with gifs of the avengers um
0: (laughs) i just tell you um that gif was quite funny
1: all right and now we're moving on to the last example that we've thought of the supposedly modest guy or the person who thinks they're modest but we all know That's they aren't. Not... Shout out That's... to Rory, <laughs> <laughs> and also me. No, um, no, no, I don't think you're that bad. Well, the whole thing becomes a paradox if I think I am the supposedly modest guy, but then it, um, that means that I'm not the supposedly modest guy because I don't think I'm modest. But he's maybe just that just really complicated. But that means that I'm then thinking that I'm not. not... Yeah, this is um, the problem with being smart. You if it's worth, things. if it's worth thinking, it's worth overthinking. No. But I mean this whole section is dedicated to overthinking. What um, if you're like on the toilet? That's not worth overthinking. <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. let's just stop that right there. But there's this, the supposedly modest guy. So that's I, I do this a lot where rather than being modest about something, they will straight out say, I am bad at that and take that as meaning I'm modest. Yeah. When
0: and then they get really pissed off at people who like... Agree with them. S- yeah,
1: and or like beat them or something. Or, can I just say, um, just to sidetrack a little bit, if someone says they're bad at something, that doesn't mean it's then okay to agree with them, okay? If some- it depends what the context is. No, if they say, oh, I'm really bad at this, don't say, yeah, you're bad at it. That doesn't help anyone. Or you can say,
0: oh, yeah, I am pretty bad at it too.
1: Yeah, that's okay. No, but you can't... That, sorry that's okay. my knuckles. That's okay, because, you know, that's saying, you no, know, you're not alone. But if you say, yeah, I agree, you are bad at that, yeah. that's not helping anyone. Like, it would be far better to say, well, you know, you're good at this area of it, but you're not so good at this area, and this is how I think you can improve. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I think more people, including me, need to practice constructive criticism. I, I would um,
3: hate getting, construct- getting constructive criticism.
1: Would you rather just be told you're bad? Anyway,
3: okay, constructive
0: criticism does not necessarily feel good, but it is useful. Yeah.
3: Mm. Like, that's what I think. There comes two sides of modesty. One is the side of... One side of modesty is, is being like... is not being the guy's like, oh, I'm good at this. It's kind of, you know, just... They might be good at something, but they just don't like, you know, they mm. don't go overboard. Then the other side of modesty is being able to take this constructive criticism. Yeah. And yeah. Knowing that they are they, they are not perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, those
0: guys who try to give constructive criticism, but they give it in a way that just makes it look like they think they're so much better. Oh, no, yeah, you, no, you I should have done this.
3: Stand people that do that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Condescending. Yeah.
1: There's constructive criticism. It's actually a lot harder to try and help someone without offending them than it should be.
0: Don't be Simon Cowell.
1: <laughs> because I mean, you know, you can. Say, uh, you know, you are really bad at this area of it. And they go, oh, that's... They, they might take that person. Like.
0: Always end on a high
1: note. <laughs> mm. I'd say start on a high note and end on a high note.
0: It's kind of like if you're in a major key with a minor chord in the middle. Start in a major key and end in a major key. Yeah, People I think that's gappy. a...
1: For the musots, musos out there, that's a good analogy. They probably think I'm stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I reckon you you start, you tell them what they did well, then you say what they didn't do so well, and how you would recommend they try to improve that. Because saying, oh yeah, you're bad, that doesn't help anything. What part were they bad at? Are they any good at it? How can they get better? You've got to actually help them. But if...
2: Okay,
0: can I just...
1: Sorry, Mitchell. Those people on YouTube,
0: particularly, who criticize someone in a constructive or not constructive way, and they get all these replies saying let me see you do that better
1: that i hate that you
0: ca- you can't just say do it better you can you can have an opinion about something
1: without being able to do it i know like you don't have to be able to you don't have to be the best to be allowed to criticize someone if that was true then there would be about 3 people in the world who are allowed to criticize anyone and nobody else would be getting any better because they wouldn't know what they were bad at. I mean, just because you're not better than them at something doesn't mean you can point out to them what they're not doing so well and what they could improve on.
3: But you also need to make sure that you know yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. You're not like offering yeah. dumb suggestions.
1: Well, I mean, that's the idea of constructive criticism. They don't have to take it, but you're offering it in a way or like when that's
3: someone, not offensive.
0: When someone says, I don't really like this music, and everybody's like you suck yeah, I, I, I do see a lot. you do any better
3: mm. oh, but i think oh, if someone came up to me and said is, like see just like such the textbook way just like you did this well but i think you can prove on oh, this yeah. if someone came up to me i would like, like some... probably throw something at them <laughs> like i think constructive criticism works well if like that was like if someone just says like do this better like i would take that better than someone saying you did this well but next time improve on your... It's like
0: some a primary school teacher like yeah. assessing yeah. a kid's painting. To be honest,
3: yeah. I reckon I do want like if I'm going to
1: get constructively criticized, I do want them I do want to know what I did well. Right. I want them to tell me, "Hey, good job. Um I really liked this." Just for example, I don't know um I'm going to use bass playing for an example. "Hey, good job. I really liked your rhythm. That was really good. But just next time Maybe try working on your tone. It was a little bit True. sort of oh, yeah, yeah. jumpy. Right. But other than that, yeah, uh, Your rhythm was good. That's the sort of criticism that I would take well. Yeah. Where it's not too condescending. It's not textbooky. But it's not a plain, True. you're bad. Go home. Please uninstall.
0: Sad <laughs> to bring that <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I,
1: I had to bring that in. But yeah, I reckon constructive criticism... More people should practice it. It's definitely a talent. Not a talent. It's definitely not a talent. But it's something Beautiful. that should... It's far better than just insulting someone. Or saying they're bad at it. Anyway. Um, I think that concludes this first section. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you agree, <laughs> I think that's... I'm going to congrats. write
0: concluded. It's All right. right.
1: Mitchell, would you agree that this section is concluded?
3: I will agree. To conclude. All right,
1: let's... Uh, Con... Now that you guys are really bored of cl- us trying to sound expert about something, din. we'll just play you some music, shall we?
0: And here is our musical extract for the day. Get Lucky by Daft Punk. With Callum on the bass, Mitchell on the guitar, and Finn on the piano. Now, we took two takes of this... They were both kind of muddy and awful in places. So here's the best one anyway. So- section it was planned to be about the Irish potato famine in school canteens. We get onto that topic later, but now we hear Mitchell tell us about his dream. So,
3: <laughs> that we were like in the school and it was just like school in this other country and it was like real creepy and then some war started and then it actually started real dark and then it got real happy and then in the school like this country that they, they were gonna kill all of the kids in it that were from this country. Why? Because mm. it was a war and they were evil and bad
0: That's not a very good reason.
3: And so then mm. Then for some reason, oh no, yeah, so then for some somewhere we could like contact our families back here and We were like, were they gonna kill us? And like, oh, no, do something about it. So like, okay. <laughs> so then we hid in this room like everybody and then we sealed up the doors and they couldn't find us, and then we found this passage into it, into this jungle, and then we flew on the backs of things away.
1: I'm amazed you can remember this much of your dream. Really? Literally all I can remember of my dream last night was that I had my bass guitar, and for some reason I wanted to tighten the A string, and so I Good like boy, untied man. the knot at the back of the bass guitar, right? because there is apparently a knot where the string is (laughs) tied to the back of my bass guitar and i did a double knot in my dream and i tied it i tied it back together somehow and i looked back and the neck was broken into three pieces (laughs) and all i can remember is in my dream running around and like swearing and being really unhappy with the fact that i just broke my bass guitar into three pieces (laughs)
0: <laughs> a good thing to do. That's all I can remember up, about
1: my dream. When you wake up from a dream to try and remember it, is to write it down.
0: Is not look anywhere. Just like, if you wake up and look at something, just keep looking at that thing. Don't move your eyes around anywhere else. It actually, know. doesn't work. No, I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Actually, oh, yeah, works. I tried
2: this. I'm hopeless. <laughs>
1: anyway, shall we get to the Irish potato famine? Yes, I was recording that by the way, Mitchell. Recording what? You dream.
0: Oh. Uh. So, 22% battery. <laughs> it's
1: like, why half. do we work with
3: you, Finn? Of what there was.
0: Before. Because I'm the one with the recording gear. <laughs>
1: All right, fair enough.
0: You're nothing without me. Anyway,
1: bro. Mitchell, you probably know the most about the Irish Potato Famine. Irish potato. Famine. Um, I don't. Finn. Whispering.
0: Stop I j- it. I, all I said was Irish Potato Famine. Just I don't like
1: feeling left out. No, You're really not either. feeling left out. Yes, I am. I'm
0: the only one whispering. How is it leaving you both out? Because I can't hear your whispering. Well again. like No, oh, I'm in a group with me and this microphone You're having a conversation about you.
3: Oh no, but I want to
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Anyway Mitchell, put the string instrument down. Okay. <laughs> I didn't read Right, the Mitchell, Irish Potato Famine. Tell us what you know.
3: You're not many potatoes left.
1: Mitchell, you
0: studied this for like a year.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like your whole year's project in social studies. Well, there were some people in Ireland and they were Irish.
0: What were their names? Give them names.
3: Just... Pro- the pro- Irish names. Like what? Know, like, like Mitchell Liverpool. O'Dwyer?
1: Yeah, like... I'm trying to... I'm trying to figure out how I can put a drunk Irish joke into this. No.
3: Like all their last names that with O and they were all called I don't I don't really know. Ricochet. Joe. Joe. Okay.
0: There's a shout out to Joe O'Connor in ten, well, who was in 10HN Yeah.
3: Yeah like him and they were all Irish and they. He
0: was not Irish.
3: He's not Irish but if he O'Neil. was and they liked potatoes they ate a lot of potatoes because. Jimmy O'Neill because potatoes were good and then, without mm. potatoes, they. Oh, loud sound.
1: can I just point out here that nope. um, it's really interesting how most countries their main carbohydrate source is often like rice or pasta. Like that's oh, because it, it's easy to grow. Yeah, Italy has pasta. It like, no, Italy pasta. has pizza. Sorry. No, and Itali- pasta. and Pizza does, and stuff. does
0: not come from Italy. It's an American invention. I'm sorry. Really? Yes. Oh, that's true. Actually. Actually, it actually
1: is. Wow. Well, what about, about the original pizzas, though? Greek. Oh.
3: What about, like, spaghetti? Spaghetti, yeah, but spaghetti
1: is Italian. not pizza. Yeah. Spaghetti is, like, Italian. That's the um Italian's main carbohydrate. And then there's, like, rice in Japan and stuff. And in couscous. China. What about there's couscous consorts? as well? Are they, are they
3: Italian? Mm. Are they French? That's French. But Our main carbohydrate What, what I was is trying
1: to get at was that it's really interesting is that I, um, Ireland has potato, which is a root vegetable, rather than a grain. Most countries actually use carbohydrates. Well, most countries traditionally got their carbohydrates, their main carbohydrate meal, from a grain like rice or Why? pasta. Why? I don't know. Ireland just preferred to use potatoes.
3: Figure it out here this way. Then man.
1: Mitchell, what happened with the Irish potato famine? Oh, so I'm um, not actually too familiar with what happened.
3: Then there was this thing and this disease. It killed all the potatoes. Like what sort of thing? Was it a dog or? Like- it was a disease, an airborne virus. That came from America on boats.
1: Was it supposedly spread by the British on purpose or something? Mm, No. Wasn't that a a theory or like a conspiracy theory or something? Yeah,
3: probably. But, yeah. And then, yeah, so then they did a potato, so they couldn't farm potatoes and get money. They all became very poor and very hungry, and a lot of them died and went on ships to America.
0: And so they went on ships to the place that bought them the virus in the first place. Mm. Yeah, well, like,
3: America was a new country. She's go to Britain. Yeah, just new, below
1: you. Speaking of America being a new country. They're not doing very well. <laughs> isn't the US debt, like, about to default soon? It's at, like, 13 trillion, so probably. And then China will own most of America. Yes. And what's going to happen then? Are we just going to have extra McDonald's toys for everyone?
0: yes and India will take over India oh India over? yeah that's a good mm, point population is growing quicker than China that's going to overtake them Mm. well China's
3: now had that like haven't they changed that, their one child thing now recently like can you have more than one child now nope no still the thing
0: I'm pretty sure it's still the same like why would they change it they've just got more space issues
2: hmm
1: their issues aren't resolving themselves any quickly hmm
0: mm. But So do you reckon we're gonna end up blocking our borders because we don't want people to come to our nice little sanctuary of New Zealand?
1: I don't know, because we don't really we actually have a lot of room. We just haven't made a lot of it roomy yet. Like we've got (laughs) huge farms, (laughs) massive (laughs) expensive we've got massive expensive of land. We just haven't like built houses on it and built shelter on it. So we could actually accept a huge amount of refugees, we just don't have the money. To, like, build
3: them all shelters
0: and, and, and nobody wants to cover ourselves in shelters. We like being yeah. a large country yeah. with a little people.
3: But, like, a lot of countries have a lot of room. Like, like
0: China has a lot of room. Yeah. It's but not where all the people are. Yeah.
3: And Russia has so much room. But You thought Russia most, was England.
0: Actually, most of... I thought I could get over that.
3: That was, like, years
1: ago. It was literally, like, year five. That's years ago. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But the thing about that is, most of it is actually uninhabitable. Like, there's mountains and. You can live on forests. a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you but can't, you can't put a whole lot of people on a mountain. Well, a lot of shacks. You can. There's not enough resources for them there. I mean, I've no. never said it was sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you want to get rid of a couple of people, you just send them up to live on the it's mountain. Just
0: easy excuse for population control. Yeah. We've got this new plot, these new plots on the mountain. It's going to be fabulous. We'll send you all up there. (laughs) There's a tragic disaster on the way up. You just
1: do it two or three times a year, you
0: know? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) soon the people will forget about the last people that died. They go like, oh yeah, some cool houses up there. They just Photoshop, like, pictures of things. (laughs) With (laughs) happy faces.
1: (laughs) In the end, Photoshop will solve all the world's problems. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Because you probably just live... Like what? What if it a turned out if I just had their own little like little little white cell and they just just looked at everybody through like video chat and they're like, hey, It well, it's kind of like <laughs> the like thing from the um English. Oh test. yeah, from
1: English Cambridge. Oh, what was it? Oh,
0: we should. Oh, we could talk about it now because it's over.
1: Yeah, Cambridge is over. But um, it was basically a short story about uh bubbles. It was yeah, it was a futuristic <laughs> science fiction. I'm gonna put my foot up. Short story based yeah. in set. In the future where there was a massive nuclear war and most of the world ended it was and a hyper nuclear war yeah some guy called the great benefactor came <laughs> along and was like hey guys i can build stuff for you and so like in the continents there are these things called bubbles which are basically zones that are safe from the radiation and they're separated by the continents and inside everyone has like a little
0: one room sort of apartment thing. Yeah, that can just, like, they like think of stuff and like the it, chairs it, yeah. can appear and things. If and... they
1: want a chair, the chair will appear. If they want the kitchen sink, it will appear. But, but if they, they, they want no the toilet. For a I, I don't understand how that would work with a toilet. But um, It's the future, Callum. Yeah, basically, they have whatever they need and like they can go and travel between the domes and everyone's happy and then there's some plots well line. they don't they don't like traveling between the towns yeah. though there's like some plot line about how one guy's like i'm not happy anymore like, oh, his, his daughter's, daughter's son yeah but that that was a no his daughter's son a, a mother's child a mother's son is really as he's like i i think i want to go out and see the world and she's like that's treason but um that's a different story basically well she didn't the idea actually that
0: say that's treason we had to write the response
1: no she did say that's treason
0: i'm pretty sure she didn't
1: Whatever, it was considered treasonous.
0: Yes, because there were like guards that could come and like be like, Woo! You cannot <laughs> escape! What are you doing? Why are you not happy?
1: But uh yeah, the actual plot doesn't matter. It's just the setting of... We were actually just going to relate that to the fact that there's... We? L- people will eventually live in tiny little apartments, all stacked up what, on top what, of each other.
0: What brought on that conversation?
1: Uh Population overgrowth. Sending people to the mountain Yes That's right Sending people to the moon I just I thought you were about to say that But Do you think people actually What if God to lives moon? on the moon <laughs> He does He's Yeah the like dark the side dark side moon. of the moon yeah. You
0: just got this like Big touch screen TV Like oh Look at that guy
1: God actually lives on the dark side of the moon With a massive touch screen TV <laughs> Watching <Yeah>. everybody <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of room on the moon. You
0: could fit like seven million little TVs. <laughs> one for each person.
3: <laughs> and you just run between How them. would he
0: get new ones, though? Because, like, new people. Yeah, he,
1: need, he need like, because technology just is go, just. He could just go room split room. screen. So, who actually provides him the touch screen? Is it. Like, He's God, Callum Is Does <laughs> Steve need jo- to be provided? No, is Steve Jobs, them? like, is Apple secretly a Steve Jobs' cover up? For a company that he created to provide God with touchscreen TVs. And then he did so well that God was like, hey, I can offer you a full-time contract. Yeah. And yeah. then Steve Jobs left to go join God on the Moon.
0: Yeah, well, maybe. And
1: then along came everyone else in, like, iPad Mini. <laughs> That's Apple. I don't exact. like
0: that ad, the Apple ad with the pencil, and then they pull out the iPad Mini from behind it. The, th- the new Thin iPad.
1: I don't understand the concept of thin doesn't like, it just feel flimsy
0: yeah it feels like it could like snap it like oops there goes another iPad even yeah, it's
3: cool because it's Whoops. thin <laughs> oh yeah man
1: that's just that's our society in a nutshell now thinness it's it's cool because people it's thin. are thin yeah exactly people technology, are cool if are they're thin doing, technology is cool if it's balance. thin um <laughs> spreading putting spreads on toast is cool if it's thin no, it's not you toast thick. is
0: best if it's thin <laughs> yeah, oh yes thick spread of might T-tina TVs butter.
1: are best if they're thin. It's society is just getting thinner and thinner and thinner. Ah. <laughs> that was a loud noise.
3: Wait, I've got, nearly got it.
1: Balancing <laughs> skewers on microphones.
3: Don't do it. Don't. Oh, see? Uh, oh too good. Too anyway. good. Too good.
1: <laughs> did you guys ever make bow and arrows with skewers as the arrows as a kid? Oh my goodness! I
3: can't believe you just did that.
1: um well, I mean, yeah. Um, Alex made a lethal
0: crossbow and gave I, it to me yeah. for my birthday.
3: Where is it? Oh, oh I yes. <laughs> broke it, trying to improve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Couldn't be
1: in the but w- I always used to grab sticks and like put a little <laughs> bit of <laughs> elastic on it. And then grab understand. some skewers and they'd shoot about three metres. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome.
3: Whoa.
0: Cooney cooney pigs.
1: Did you guys ever used to just go down to the beach and collect sticks as kids? Like no. sticks that looked like weapons? Well, like, I didn't... Oh, this one looked like a sword. Let's have imaginary sword battles.
0: I bought a rock from, down from the Coromandel. I made mum take it in a suitcase because I really liked it. But you he was Ricky you never, the Rock. Did you guys never play with sticks? Oh, we, like, I played with sticks, but I didn't like go down to the beach to collect them. Did oh, it?
1: sorry. I mean, like, when at the beach did you... Or yep. like in the forest, like when on holiday with your family or whatever. Would, as a kid, would you spend most of your time using sticks to play imaginary games with your friends?
0: I had no friends because no one ever came to the beach with me. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, that's not Say true. Child, but, um, I mean, when we were actually at the beach for extended periods of time, it was usually in summer in the Coromandel or like around Auckland area. And I'd really like to run around on the rocks. I was oh, trying right. to get like, oh, mom, let's go on the rocks. She'd be like, oh, the yeah, rocks. My, my family cool. used
1: to go on holiday to O'Kane's Bay. O'Kane's Bay. And we'd just O'Kaines. stay there for a week. And I'd just okay. collect sticks and fight my friend Matthew Lone. Shout out to Matthew Lone. He's awesome. I um, met him
0: once. I have a photo of you on my iPod.
1: <laughs> but uh, we'd just f- play with sticks and we'd try and sword fight. And we'd constantly argue about who was using illegal moves <laughs> and who was cheating. <laughs> I <laughs> no, like Calvin Ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. I have so many Calvin, Hobbes, Calvin and Hobbes books. Calvin and yeah, Hobbes I have is great. three. I have like, I think I'm only four.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a lot.
3: But no, you know, you
1: know I wonder what Calvin would be like as a teenager. Like, would he still see Hobbes as his friend?
3: Yeah, because well, he was kind of like two ways of seeing Hobbes. One is of like his imagination, and uh, one no, actually, his...
1: it's not his imagination. Um. Because I read an autobiography by the guy who made Calvin and Hobbes. And the way he was writing it is it's not actually so much Calvin's imagination that makes Hobbes a real tiger. It's just that that is the way Calvin sees him. It's like it's not his imagination. It's just how he sees him. Like he looks at Hobbes and he sees his friend. It's not. It's not him just imagining it and being a little bit crazy. That's just what he believes as a kid. Like, that's what it was said in the autobiography, which I found kind isn't, of interesting. Isn't that
3: because, still his imagination, though? No,
1: because it's not, like, he's, like, you know, imaginary friends and that's kind of, like, he's... It's not because he's lonely as a kid or, you know, he's not trying to compensate for a lack of friends. And it's not his imagination trying to give him something to do. It's literally just when he sees Hobbes. The way he... The way he sees Hobbes. I guess it's it's something to do with... um. imagination taking part in it but that's just the way he sees Hobbes that is the best picture I've ever seen it's a picture of Kelvin as his dad and his daughter is running around with Hobbes and it says don't put away your childish things save them for your child that's I think that's that's a good place to wrap up good feeling of the day Um, Irish potato famine don't put away your childish things save them for your child (laughs) you can end the recording now hang on hang on I saw this thing
0: that I just love this one is it illegal to (laughs) kill an ant today I was walking down the street and there was an (laughs) ant on a puppy so I stepped on the ant and killed it a police officer gave me a very dirty look and so did a lot of other people around so I was wondering is it illegal to kill an ant I'm super serious this isn't a joke (laughs)
1: And the best answer is you stepped on a
3: dog. <laughs> so dumb, man. <laughs> anyway,
1: that's the wrap-up for today. Irish potato famine, bad thing. Save your childish things for your kids. Don't step on dogs. Thank no. you for your time. <laughs> <Best> <laughs> Thank you for time. time. Uh, we're going to get back to you after story time with Calvin mm. Mitchell.
0: Yeah, Finn. This is a part of our podcast we call Storytime. This is where Mitchell plays the guitar, and Callum tells a story to the mood of what Mitchell is playing.
1: So... Is it recording? Let me tell you a story. A story of a man named Timothy. Now, you see, Timothy was a worker at an oil change company, where he would often change oil, as is required of a worker at an oil change company. But one day, Timothy decided he was not happy with being an oil changer. He decided he wanted something more from his life. And so he decided he would try and find Nirvana, or at least not the band, the Buddhist self-actuality that they call Nirvana. So he set out one day to begin a great adventure. He was extremely happy. He was finally about to achieve some purpose in his life. He got in his car which had recently had its oil changed and he drove out across the city and he drove and he drove and he drove and it was happy it was glorious the sun was setting but suddenly the city ended and he had no idea where he was he was very scared he had only known life inside the city where he would change oil drive cars. And so, he set about trying to figure out his location. First, he stopped by a tree, decided if he could try and find some fruit from it. But alas, there was no fruit. Next, he walked down the road (laughs) to see if he could find some water. But alas, no water for He walked back to his car, slightly dejected. But as he walked, a spring came back into his step. This was what he'd been searching for the whole time. Self-actuality. Surely this was some test in his journey to reach Nirvana. He started skipping. He was doing it. He was finally trying to achieve some purpose. He saw his car off in the distance and he started skipping towards it. He was happy again this adventure was exactly how he'd hoped it would be. And then his car was stolen as the robbers drove off. Timothy stopped and looked where his car had been. His face slowly drooped. He didn't know what to do from here. He turned around and walked back down the road further and further away from the city. No longer would he be changing oil. He had, to, he had to overcome this challenge. Yet he didn't want to. He didn't know it would be this hard, reaching Nirvana. He thought it would be fine. He continued to walk, arguing with himself over whether this was what he wanted. And when he finally looked up, he was in a desert. The middle of a desert. There was nothing to be seen. Timothy gasped, it was what he'd always wanted, he'd always wanted to see a desert, just that boundless expanse of sturt and tussock, he, pulled a, he uprooted a piece of tussock nearby, he'd always wanted to see what that felt like, he ran around, joyful and happy, the middle of nowhere, the words rolled off his tongue nicely, the middle of nowhere. Ah, uh, Timothy. He was happy. But as he was dancing around, he had forgotten about the robs who had stolen his car earlier. And they drove along the road slowly. As he was dancing around through the tussocks and the dry, dead trees. And they waved at him as they passed. And Timothy waved back. And then he realised he had no way to receive shelter tonight. (laughs) He walked slowly. He found a dead tree, but that offered very little beneath its dead branches. He kept walking, and still he found nothing. Until finally he came across a small sand dune. Just a small one, but big enough to sleep under for the night. He took off his jacket and lay it down and slept the night out. Hopefully when he woke up in the morning, everything would be better. And he was right. When he woke up in the morning, the sun was shining again, and there, off in the distance, he saw a beautiful apple tree. It wasn't too far away, he was sure he could reach it within the day, and he was hungry. And of course if there was an apple tree, then there would obviously be water. So he wandered along, one foot after the next, towards the apple tree. But the closer he got, the further away it seemed to get. That didn't deter Timothy however, and just he stuck his chin out, thrust his chest, and continued to walk towards the apple tree, determined to finally have an apple. Faster and faster he began to walk. He broke into a jog, and then he started to run. He would get this apple, he would achieve Nirvana, he was happy, but all of a sudden out of the blue a rabbit jumped out of the tusks nearby him and burst in front of him, he tripped over the rabbit and rolled down one of the sand dunes, he rolled and rolled and rolled, he had left his jacket behind, he had nothing to soften the blows, he was going to crash, and then he hit something soft, it was a small grapevine. He wasn't entirely sure how it had started growing there. But nonetheless, there on the grapevine was a juicy little cluster of grapes. He took one, savoured it slowly. He picked off the bunch and decided to continue walking towards the apple tree, now that he had some sustenance. He didn't run this time, he'd already learnt from his mistake. So he continued to walk, plodding along. He wasn't sad now. But he wasn't entirely happy either. Maybe this was what he'd been trying to achieve all along. But no, he still hadn't achieved a full understanding of life. And then, as he approached the apple tree, he realized just how big it was. This apple tree had been growing for years and years and years, long before Timothy was even born. It had lived through winters and summers and Springs and autumns, it had lived through much more than Timothy had ever lived through. He had just changed oil at an oil-changing company. That had been his life. And as he looked upon this tree, he realized just how big the world was compared to him. And he plucked an apple from the tree, took one bite out of it, and to the tree he said, Thank you. And that was the story of Timothy, and how, through a simple journey, he realized just how big the world was. Thank you. Thank you, Finn. Thanks for listening! <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for tolerating our. Thanks for tolerating <laughs> all of us and our ridiculous babble for like half an hour or however long this podcast was. Love you. We love you guys you even though much. we've never met you or never will I don't love you. Whispering. Finn, whispering!
3: Whispering.
1: Yes. <laughs> Thanks for watching. We hope you tolerate us then. enough
3: to What's watch our mean? next I'm podcast. Yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> How
1: many times I, a day goodbye. <laughs> do you flush the toilet? <laughs>
0: If you've managed to listen this far, which I doubt you have, but you know, there's always a chance, I've a special surprise for you. Now about two months ago, Callum decided that he wanted to be a very good beatboxer, and he was practicing beatboxing with a microphone, and I recorded it. Well he recorded it with my microphone, so it counts as me. And here it is. <laughs>